Welcome, friends, to this episode of the Gridiron Summit Podcast, where we discuss everything NFL. My name is Bryce, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Jacob. We had fun with it last uh, last episode. Um, hope you enjoyed it. We're hoping to continually improve and got some really good feedback to help us do that. On this episode, we're going to be t- looking at the top five uh, players at each position. We're going to just do quarterbacks and tight ends in this episode. But first, we're going to start off with a couple of quick slants. I'll start with the first quick slant. We're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers quarterback battle. This week, there were reports that Baker Mayfield is starting to take the starting job away from Sam Darnold. The point I want to make about this QB battle is this seems, to me, the end of Sam Darnold's career. And I don't mean that to be funny or facetious, but just in the sense of quarterback, the incumbent quarterback from last year, Knows the playbook, knows the system as it hasn't changed. They did get a new offensive coordinator, but he has familiarity with the organization. And in a matter of just, I think, a month ago, Baker Mayfield comes in, learns it, and already beats out Sam Sam Darnold. To me, that might be the nail in the coffin for Sam's career as far as being a potential starter. Potential starter. and someone to rely on as a starter. So just my thoughts on that, great for Baker Mayfield, but that could be kind of a career death sentence for Sam Darnold, who a quarterback I've never been a fan of coming out of college, especially as a Giants fan. I recall people thinking that the Giants were going to take him number two, and I feel relieved they didn't, not that they made out right anyway. (laughs) However, this has kind of been – granted, he was – Harshly scrutinized with a terrible Jets team, but he's got a better Panthers team, and he still has not been able to. I mean, right. everyone thought it was yeah. just New York, and then he goes to Carolina and right. does the exact same thing. He doesn't do a good enough job <clears throat> to the point where they bring in Cam Newton, who no one else wanted. Yeah. Then didn't resign in this offseason, and no one wants Cam still. So, bad enough to me. Major signs trending negatively for Sam Darnold's career. And then uh, then I had a quick slant too. So um, a couple interesting things. So the first episode, I mean, we did it over a year ago. But um, if you – an interesting thing is we had two countries listen to our our episode. We had the United States, obviously. We had another country, and this country had 51% of our listens. You have any idea what this country was, Jake? I have no idea. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say it was Iceland. (laughs) It wasn't Iceland. It was Germany, which I don't know how people found this in Germany. Um, But just an interesting little tidbit of information. That's great. So now we're going to rank quarterbacks and tight ends, our top five, as of this week in August. So... Not not the totality of their career, not what we think they'll be this coming season. Where we think they're at today is how we're going to rank them. That takes into account injuries. That takes into account any kind of absence of playing time. So that'll be our parameters for our rankings. So we'll start from number five and work our way to the top. Bryce, who is your number fifth quarterback as of this day, this week in August. Number five is might shock you a little bit. 
I'm going Matthew Stafford as my number five quarterback. He is severely underrated. His, um, just a dominant uh, performer when he gets on the football field. Obviously, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Went to the Rams. Um, took that team after um, to the Super Bowl. Won it. So, my number five is Matthew Stafford. So, I wanted to put Matthew Stafford in my top five. And the only reason I didn't is the severity of that elbow injury that he's dealing with right now. Sean McVay, along with other spokesmen for the team, has talked about the abnormality of that uh, injury in his elbow. They've, from what I read, have consulted major league pitching staffs because they don't understand the kind of injury that's very non-typical for a quarterback to have. To me, what's this screams to me, though, that he could – miss some time early in the season trying uh, usually right injuries like that that are ligaments and like arms or knees oftentimes the quickest way is to just not use them so time off or time away and i'm not a medical doctor but <laughs> to me that doesn't sound like something that can be just surgically repaired quickly and then have him playing again quickly so hard for me to put a quarterback in my top five that might not play for four weeks of the season so I mean, that, that makes sense. I don't. I don't blame him. I just think he, I think he's just an uber talented quarterback and severely underrated in the in the league. So, so my number five, I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. New scenery this year in Denver, um, coming from Seattle, and everyone knows him from there. I don't think you're going to see a drop off in any of his skills. As I, there doesn't seem to be an inclination that he's at a time in his uh, career that you're going to start to see a drop off. To me, I think you're almost going to see a reinvigorated Russ, a kind of a spark to him, uh, new scenery. Also, the Broncos have really kind of built up a competitive roster with a lot of young players and talented players. And Russ and t- still has the ability to use his legs and has one of the best deep balls in the game. I'm going to Russ number five. Yeah, he was he was my number six. Um, he just barely missed out on the on the, on the list here, but. Um, I mean, last year, that towards the end of the year, he did struggle. I mean, not to say that that bumped him off the list for me, but it obviously when I'm deciding between Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson, that played a little bit of a factor in in my decision. So, obviously, two really good quarterbacks. You can't go wrong with either either one of them. Um, number four, I'm going Patrick Mahomes. Um, I mean, a lot Ooh. of people would probably put him at number one. I mean, I think he's obviously still, I'm putting him at number four. He's a good quarterback. But am I putting him at uh, number one? No, I, no. Me personally, no. I think he is overrated at times because of his... Yikes. His, uh, um, I, I just don't think he's number one, basically, is what I'm, what I'm trying to say. He uh, obviously dominated, went to the Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl, went to a second Super Bowl, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm just, I don't think he's number one in the league. It's hot. <laughs> That's scolding hot. My number four, <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if I can, I get, I get your point about him. There's definitely like an, an overexcitement for him, but yeah. he's still, in my opinion, far better than number four. That being said, my number four is Justin Herbert. It was kind of hard for me to put him over Russ just, being so young, but I think 
we really saw even his rookie year and then last year he's really up in that upper echelon of their quarterbacks in the league. Just again, kind of like I mentioned with Russ, what he can do with his legs and his arm, but not only that, just his pure size. I mean, the guy is huge. And I was skeptical of him coming into the league out of Oregon, if he would be able to pick it, pick up um, NFL schemes as there's weird rumors about him coming out, but clearly they were poor rumors. I think Justin Herbert is the number four best quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, I just I think it's a little bit early to to put him put him that high. That's the only thing. I I I think he's really again good, maybe a little bit young, maybe is a little bit too soon. Um, so number three, I'm going Josh Allen. No, you're probably going to say he's number this number trash. one. Whatever. Who who knows? Um, Josh Allen, obviously dominant, but I got two. Even better quarterbacks ahead of him. It's a hard decision <laughs> to put him at number three, but there he is. All right, I don't know what you're smoking. I mean, he he battled in that AFC Championship game. I, it was an awesome game. Can't can't argue with that. But again, when you hear the number number two and number one quarterbacks, you'll understand. Hopefully, I've got no Aaron Rodgers as number three. Yes, he's gotten older and he didn't have the great. Greatest way of going out in a kind of a subpar performance against the 49ers in the playoffs. But Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. I think, as it stands today, to me, he's still a top three quarterback in the league. He's going to have some new looks on offense with new receivers with Devontae Adams gone and then really jumping into the rookie talent pool. But Aaron Rodgers is still a bad man. So, I've got Aaron Rodgers as my number three. I have no idea what the hell you're thinking with number one and two, but go ahead. <laughs> number two, Tom Brady. Obviously, historic career, and that has nothing to do with why I'm ranking him number two. Uh, I think he takes a team, a team that is not, doesn't have to be the best team on paper, and consistently takes them to the Super Bowl. Even at 45 years old, it's crazy to say. He's the number two quarterback in the league today. I can't get on board with that. I see a quarterback I, on, on, of that list, whether it be Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, both have better arms, both more athletic at true. this point, just as smart in their career. I think All I, true. I think the aura of his success in winning is misplacing. Is he a top, okay, one, two, or three QB Compared to those, I say no. I he's still Tom Brady. Yes, but I, he's not at the point where Josh Allen is or Patrick Mahomes, who I have number two. I have Patrick Mahomes, and really the only distinguishment between him and Josh Allen, there you go, at number one, to me, those two are clearly the top best, top two quarterbacks in the league. I think there is a little bit of a drop off after those two, but the distinguishment for me between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes is. I'm assuming at this point, with an offseason, it's probably healed up. But Patrick Mahomes definitely had some injuries last year. Kansas City did a good job of keeping it kind of under wraps. It kind of flowed out there, or well, did flow out there, that it was his foot injury that he was having. And you could definitely tell when he would try to scramble and run. I would just like to know, is that a lingering issue? What kind of, what, what kind of issue is that? Is that going to be an issue this season? So not knowing that factor, I'm going to go ahead and go with who I know is 100% 
at least from as far as I know, healthy, and I think took over the number one job late last season and has obviously with no games since. I'm going Josh Allen one, Patrick Holmes two. And obviously Aaron Rodgers is number one. The three time MVP are you like and he's not has not taken a step back yet. I'm going with him every day of the week and twice on Sundays, Jake. I have him in my top three. I mean I I, I can get that I can buy that more than I could buy Tom Brady. I mean I love Tom like everybody else, but Tom is far more limited in what he can do compared to those other guys. So and, to me that I can't put him above Yeah, I mean physically limited, sure, but still consistently wins for their football team week to week to week. But I so mean, is Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs you, and Josh Allen. You're not wrong, but we're we're comparing uh, apples to oranges here. It's a close it's really close between these guys. I'm not saying I don't think to, it's close. I, I don't think I'm not saying Tom Brady's, you know, way up there and then it's a big drop off between Josh Allen and Mahomes. It's it's really really close between those guys. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, I mean, could he? I'm curious to see that going into the season what his supporting cast and how they can help him after losing Devontae Adams. Do they? Does Alan Lazard step up, or is he? Or is are we going to be saying Aaron Rodgers needs way more weapons at the end of the year? I think we probably will, but the three time MVP I think can pull something out and still get them. In, at least in playoff contention. We'll see how deep in the playoffs they yeah. can go. Assuming he's healthy, you know they'll be there in playing in December and January. Right, right. So next we'll go to our tight ends. Keep in mind, again, these rankings are based on top five in the league based on this week, today, where they stack up against each other today. I'll start off with tight end. My number five. A fan favorite, a guy I'm a big fan of, but injuries have kind of plagued him the last year or two. I'd like to know. I mean, sometimes you see players like this, it kind of the injury bug is kind of the rest of their career. You kind of saw that with like Julio Jones. They just, it, it, it costs them games. And my philosophy always is your best ability is availability. So that being said, my number five tight end right now is George Kittle for the San Francisco 49ers. Crazy good talent. I have no doubts that on a perfectly healthy season and a perfectly healthy um, profile that he he would be probably be higher. But I, not knowing where things are at and is his career going to kind of continue to look like this, where hey I've got him for ten games and he'll be arguably the best for ten games, but I don't get him from seven. Hard for me to put him over someone like as this won't be a shock to anyone, but like a Travis Kelsey. Right, right, and that makes sense. Um, that those down when George Kittle's on the field, he's one of the best tight ends totally in the league. Agree. But like you said, you can't you can't count on him week to week to be there. Um, so my number five, I'm going Darren Waller. He really came out of nowhere for the Raiders. It started on the Ravens pra- practice squad, all of a sudden picked up by the Raiders midseason, um, and turns in they change they uh, turn him into a tight end, and he's a top five tight end for me in the league. It's a crazy story, um, impressive uh, for a guy to do that. He's he Darren Waller is my number five tight end in the that, league. That's a great choice. It won't come as a surprise. He's going to be in my top five as well. My number four tight end is the rookie from last year. Not a traditional tight end per se. So you know, being a little bit of a traditionalist when it comes to that position, it's hard for me to put him any higher. But 
have this conversation in two, three years, he's probably the number one tight end in the league. I've got Kyle Pitts as number four. He just a complete freak. It's an oversized wide receiver in doing wide receiver things out there as a tight end. And honestly, I mean, looking at him, you wouldn't totally expect him to be as good of a blocker as he's been. So truly is playing the position really in kind of a um, a modern way, but still having the attributes of a traditional tight end. I've got Kyle Pitts, whose ceiling at this point is just immense. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, Kyle Pitts, obviously uber talented. To, to me, though, I'm still like a little bit questionable on Kyle Pitts. Like, does he is he one of those guys that has a amazing one year uh, work uh, freak athlete? And just falls off. I don't know. He. I don't know that he's established in the league just yet. He, um, like for instance, RG three rookie of the year, uber talented rookie uh, athlete, and then falls off a cliff, and you, now he's out of the league. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, a, good it's a different position, but it can happen. And I just think it's too early to to put him in the top five. Part of RG 3s <clears throat> problem though was a dysfunctional Injuries. organization. Yeah. But yeah. could that. Atlanta's no cream of the crop right, right now either, so it could plague him too. However, it, it feels like that's more of a knock. Quarterbacks seem to suffer from poor organizations more than like a tight end or receiver. You're t- totally, completely right. It's just I just yeah. I just don't think he's established just yet. To, and a question I would have: Will his frame at that position hold up long term? Right. Very very good point. Yep. So, but that's great. Yeah, great <clears throat> points. Going to my number four tight end, we're going to go with T.J. Hawkinson. Might be a surprise to some. Uh, I think he's pretty underrated. Obviously, in Detroit, I mean, it, he uh, in Detroit, it's hard to shine in that offense. Um, however, I think TJ is one of those bright lights in that offense. He kind of is that old school tight end mixed with the new school a little bit. Um, has a little bit of chip on his shoulder, but I, I easily, I think he's a top five tight end in the league. That's a great pick. TJ just missed my top five, but I have no arguments against putting him in there. Really great player. I mean, I've got nothing great things to say. And honestly, he's only getting better. Hopefully, they can get a little quarterback situation figured out because it's kind of at right. some point That's, it's going to cap him a little bit, which I think sure. it maybe already has. Yep. But if they can get to that next level of quarterback play, he really could establish himself as top Two. If you put him with a top five uh, quarterback in the league, yeah. could, could you imagine the absolutely? The, and you're going to start to see a changing of the guard a little bit as Travis Kelsey and George Kittle, who are in their 30s, start to kind of fade out. Right. He'll be the next. He's next up. Yep. My number three tight end is just a production machine, and he's always healthy and he's always playing. I'm going Mark Andrews. I really wanted. I honestly, I grappled with putting him. One for a while, I got putting him number two. I just, I had him right at three. Don't feel great about it, but Mark Andrews is just really sends me in a third round pick out of Oklahoma. Has always kind of been just plug and play, and especially in an offense that does not choo- or chooses to not throw the ball as much. For him to get the usage he does and the targets he does and the receptions he does, he's getting open. Yeah. And that, I mean, on a lower amount of attempts. A touchdown so, machine, too. Yep. Mark Andrews, he honestly is just a complete, steady workhorse. Always available. Always does well. 
So for my number three, we're going uh, with a guy we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, we're going with George Kittle. I know we talked about availability and all that, but when he is on the field, he is easily the number three tight end in the league. Absolutely. And right now, the word is that he's healthy. We'll see how long that lasts. We'll see. But the number three tight end for me is is uh, George Kittle. Absolutely. And, and honestly, if I felt better about his health, and again, we're going based off today, so I'm just kind of going off of where he might be. He would be higher than Kyle Pitts, in my opinion. He's that good, like Bryce said. When he plays, it's it kind of reminds me of like Bob San- Sanders. Mm-hmm. When Bob played... He was top three in the league. It's just mm-hmm. when was he going to play? Right. Will that will so will that be Kittle's kind of kryptonite on the back end of his career here? We'll find out. So my number two is kind of George Kittle like, but just minus injuries. And it's Travis Kelsey. It's hard for me to put him um, any lower than that. Yeah, he's getting up there in years as far as like tight ends, but. Until we see a drop, <laughs> he's still that Travis Kelsey. Now, I do think you're going to start to see a little bit maybe of a recline, just as we all know players past an age 31 do. Mm-hmm. But I've got Travis Kelsey. In that position, it seems to affect him a little bit less. Yeah, it's though. a shorter career. They take a beating. Yep. So yep. I've got Travis Kelsey in our two. I mean, Hall of Fame tight end, one of the best to ever play tight end. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Still at the top of his game, top of his position, and one of the best offensive players in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm going uh, Mark Anders at number two. Um, again, dominant uh, in the red zone for sure. Um, and it's impressive what he can do in that passing offense in Baltimore. Um, just, a, just a really good, really solid tight end for my number two. Both our arguments on Mark Andrews make you kind of think maybe he should be number one yeah. for the amount of talent or the what he does for that kind of offense is really remarkable. Yep. But my number one is, and again, I'm going to say it again, we are going off just today, what this week is in the NFL. I'm going Darren, Darren Waller. That's interesting. To me, he is the just an insane package of Athleticism, speed, height, uh, blocking capabilities, strength. He really is the total package at this point and, and still relatively you know, uh, um, young and still has many years to go. Now, granted, again, this is based on today. I think the best tight end talent is Darren Waller today. That's interesting. I would not, I don't think, in my opinion, not the number one, but you make good points in that. He is a freak athlete. He is the he's the yeah. prototypical what a team wants today, and it's just crazy where he came from. I think it comes down to probably the way I rank these a little bit is capabilities mm-hmm. and the specimen. Yeah, to yeah. Me. I probably went from more of a talent standpoint, mm-hmm. with which you know is why I had George Kill at five, whereas I had Darren Waller at one. Yeah, so. makes sense. So for me, rounding out my list, um, my number one tight end is Travis Kelsey. No surprise to anybody. Um, just thinking about that AFC Championship game, that performance when they were coming against, back against the Bills, I'm sure everyone saw that mic'd up moment. Just unreal. The the level of intelligence that guy has to to find that spot and and get the, put his team in a chance to win. Give us give his team a chance to win. Just unreal. Um, so, I mean, sure, he's not as athletic 
you wouldn't say as Darren Waller, but I, I think Travis Kelsey is still the number one tight end in the league. Great point. I can't argue that he is being at the top. So just to recap, we went through our quarterbacks. I had number five, Russell Wilson. Number four, Justin Herbert. Number three, Aaron Rodgers. And number two, Patrick Mahomes. Finished with number one, Josh Allen. Bryce had, in order from five up to one, Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Our tight end rankings, I started at George Kittle, Mark Andrews, or sorry, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts, Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and Bryce had Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, and Travis Kelsey. That concludes our podcast. Our next podcast, we'll be doing the same thing, but ranking running backs and wide receivers. We look forward to some feedback from you guys, and we'll talk to you soon. 